This call is being recorded. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB, Locked On Browns, brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day, always available, always free, whatever podcast platform you use. Make sure you follow and subscribe to the Locked On Browns podcast. We appreciate everybody who makes Locked On Browns their first listen day in, day out. Super Bowl 56 in the books. Los Angeles Rams victorious 23-20 to over the Cincinnati Bengals. We'll get uh, everything here from the Rams' point of view, from the Bengals' point of view. On Obviously, a diff- uh, difficult day for the Bengals. Oh, so close, but again, with the Super Bowl yet so far. Tension here towards kicking off full throttle. Your Cleveland Browns offseason. Sports Illustrated's Browns Digest. Pete Smith is in the house. Um, I think for the most part, Pete, I think the game went kind of, I don't know, I guess for both of us, maybe the way we kind of felt, maybe maybe a little bit of scoring didn't work out that way. Um, Rams did win by three. Line at the time when we discussed this on Friday was four, so did not cover. Um, the storylines within the game, you know, the Rams seemed like maybe they were going to have something going with Odell Beckham Jr. early in the game. You know, two big plays, I believe it was two receptions, 52 yards. Uh, then an issue about three minutes to go in the first half where it looks like, you know, Certainly an injury to his left knee, the extent of that we don't know to this point. Um, second half kicked off, obviously, with the Burrow to Higgins touchdown pass. Um, then the f- ensuing interception. Then the game was just kind of in a malaise for a while. And, you know, till it you know picked up, obviously, you know, late in the fourth quarter for the Rams with a long sustained drive that led to the game winning touchdown. But, you know, the Rams, this is what you were all in for, the acquisition of Matthew Stafford the acquisition of Von Miller, the uh, mid to late season acquisition and bringing in Odell Beckham Jr., who incidentally was not thrown to the curb. Um, I guess that was a really, really bad game of telephone, the way that story traveled and was being told, you know, I don't know, just for me, just, you know, it's not the way it went down, whatever it is, what it is at this point. Um, But Pete, the Rams, uh, you know, not much running. Uh, you know, Matthew Stafford had his moments, certainly had his moments where he certainly looked like he was maybe trying to give the ball game away with one interception, uh, the one off the wide receiver's hands, you know, that led to, you know, the Bengals getting it uh, to 20 at that point. Um, but your Rams victorious. And actually, before I give it to you, Aaron Donald, I'm it's it, it just an absolute pleasure to watch this man perform and at a defensive tackle position certainly plays some on the outside I don't think there's anything that this guy truly cannot do on a football field yeah look I think ultimately the better team won um despite themselves in a lot of ways I thought um the Rams were 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 in a good spot to win but they they spent basically two quarters wasting their time offensively uh, and before they just basically decided, oh yeah, we can move the ball down the field pretty effortlessly. If we just give it to the guy who's got, you know, a million yards uh, on the season and was like leading in every statistical category possible. Um, You know, I I thought the, the, the broadcast was incredibly frustrating because um, that's simply not what happened. Um, And, you know, there, there, there is a fan base that often gets dragged through the mud for reasons that, like, actually make sense. I mean, there's no Cleveland fan who hasn't 
uh, had to endure the montage um, at any number of points, even in places where it doesn't make any sense. Those things actually happened. Uh, this idea that you know Odell Beckham was essentially cast away in a dungeon somewhere in Cleveland and and you know had to be ha- escaped uh you know to 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 go find his way to the Los Angeles Rams is is just crap um he wasn't thrown out he asked to leave on multiple occasions um he went to a point um where well, you know, some combination of things happened where on the day of the trade de- deadline, when he didn't, didn't, wasn't getting what he wanted, somehow a video surfaced uh, through his dad's social media account with all the, you know, throwing both the quarterback and the coach under the bus. LeBron James comes out and, and tweets about freeing Odell Beckham, who then comes back um, later in, in the NFC Championship game to like take another cheap shot at him. Never mind the fact he's actually got. You know, some business relationship with Odell Beckham. Um, I've, you know, I've seen the NFL and any number of major sports sort of avoid telling the truth, basically omitting it um, in terms of like arrests or, you know, significant um, crimes committed by players or issues that have gone back. I mean, um, what was the word they described Ben Roethlisberger's past as like? challenges or (laughs) something like that. Like I'm used to that, but just to fabricate an entirely new reality for the sake of um, this story made no sense because like there are more than, you know, even in Cleveland, there were more than a a lot, any number of people who are willing to accept that Odell Beckham simply forced his way out. Like they were okay with that saying, you know, whether it's because the quarterback wasn't good, you know, wasn't good or things weren't working, whatever it was like, I would venture to say more than half of fans were like, had made peace with that. And I think when they, this happened, I think it bothered some of those people who had been like, yeah, I don't care into, but that's not what happened. And why, why are we doing this type thing? So that part was frustrating. Um, You know, I, I, look at the Bengals and I, I look at um, I, I feel like people underestimate just how sort of magical this run was. Um, I, I, like I, I know there are a lot of people who immediately were come out and say, Oh, the Bengals will be back. I think the Bengals are closer to not making the playoffs next year than they are to repeating. Um, I, I think I, I you know, I hope Joe Burrow is okay. I, I don't know if we ever found anything out, or maybe there's nothing to find out into what actually happened when he went down. Um, he was sacked like a hundred times just this season. Um, almost the entire defense is a free agent, save for like DJ Reader and presumably Jesse Bates will be resigned, and maybe the Bengals will just keep them all. Um, but you know, Chido Awuzie, BJ Hill, Von Bell, uh, you know, some of these other guys that were, were all either on two-year contracts that were signed the previous year or on one-year deals. Um, and they, that's in addition to the fact that they have to deal with the offensive line. C.G. Ozama is going to be a free agent. They're, the, the, the quarterback and um, you know Joe Burrow and T. Higgins and uh, Jamar Chase are there for 
a long time. That part of it is true. And I don't remember off the top of my head what Joe Mixon's deal is, but I think he's there for a little bit. Yep. But there is not much there that's in concrete. And, you know, two weeks ago, the Bengals were sort of an afterthought. It was supposed to be Kansas City's coronation um, before it was supposed to be Kansas City or Buffalo's coronation. That, you know, the Bengals have some really, really good players. Um, Their defense was incredible in this run, including last night. They got a couple of timely turnovers. But I think it's going to be really difficult for them to, at least least by next year, you know, they have the pieces in place so they can certainly make a run uh, and get back. I just don't know how quickly it's going to happen. So that part is, is tough. Meanwhile, the Rams seem content, at least right now, a number of them are basically like Aaron Donald talking about potentially retiring. Um, take Aaron Donald off that team with some of the is- other issues they're already going to have. They're, they're seven and ten. <laughs> they're a seven I and mean, ten team. <laughs> they'll still be a good team, but they just won't be in the same at the same levels as the 49ers and and Arizona Cardinals next year. So, you know, I, you give you give the Rams a ton of credit. They 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 pushed all their chips in the middle in in a way in a in a style of um, team building that just isn't done in the NFL, or at least hasn't been done since 1994 with the San Francisco 49ers. Um, of just saying, screw it, we're going to give up draft picks. We're going to give up salary cap space. We can draft enough with these lower round guys. We want to draft. We want to get all these superstars in one place. And you know, it worked. Now it's fascinating that how close it came to not working, especially when some of those guys like Jalen Ramsey did not play particularly well. But that was a ballsy play. I, I don't know how many teams are going to be able to do try to do that. I don't know how many teams are even going to try to mimic it. But I, I could appreciate the fact that it was sort of this very different way of team building, and they ultimately they they pay it off at the Super Bowl. Uh, and you know, part of this comes from being there, you know, a few years ago um, and losing. Um, then you realize, you know, hey, the quarterback we have, who took us from you know a fledgling team to a team that actually could play in the Super Bowl and lose it, um, and then saying, wow, you know, that's not even good enough. We need to go one step further. Um, you know, Matthew Stafford for all his time in the NFL, his first year in LA gets the opportunity, walks out with the ring. I mean, ton of great stories. So you think about Von Jefferson being taken off the celebration field early to get himself to the delivery room. And apparently, I guess it was sometime after midnight, second the birth of his second child. So just crazy day. You know, Aaron Donald, you know, the talk of retirement. What the hell else is there for Aaron Donald? I mean, I talked about this in the pregame. It's the only thing he didn't have was a Super Bowl ring. Um, the man will forever even if his career ended right now today will be mentioned as one of the greatest interior players that ever played in the defensive line in NFL history. Rightfully so. Um, you talk about the month Eric Weddle had from, you know, going from a guy who wasn't even in the NFL, you know, Rams get an injury, bring him in, uh, goes on a hell of a four game run, uh, you know, gets a ring and obviously goes back right to retirement. Andrew Whitworth, you got to figure of, you know, after 16 seasons at 40 years old, you got to figure that's, you know, Probably going to be a wrap for Andrew Whitworth. Uh, Cooper Cup, um, just you know, an absolutely amazing season. And I still don't think it's getting near the credit it deserves. Um, and, you know, when you're starting, when you're saying receptions, yards and touchdowns, leading all those things, but leading them by the significant amount in which he did, um, certainly, you know, not getting, for me, you know, the respect on the season that Cooper Cup just put up here. 
but for the Rams, you know, this is what it was all about. You know, and you know, you, you the Stafford move put you all in, and then in during the season, you went even more in with Von Miller, even more in with Odell Beckham Jr. Um, you know, moves that certainly at that point needed to happen as Robert Woods was injured a few days later. You needed to get through the game yesterday with Odell getting hurt before the half. Uh, but for the Rams, it's what it's about. You know, where can they go from here? We'll see. Um, you know, for a, a lot of us, you know, to get robbed of Aaron Donald w- would be kind of brutal. He's just a really, really, really fun guy to just watch ruin people's day. And you saw the significance of it on the third and one, and then obviously on fourth and one, um, just controlling a game like an absolute star does. So very, very impressive for the Rams as they take home the Super Bowl title. Um, so obviously, you know, game in SoFi, the title staying in SoFi. We'll get some thoughts here on the Bengals. Then we'll shift it up here a little bit and start, you know, getting into uh, the dominoes and the uh, legwork for your Cleveland Browns 2022 off season. This is the time of the year that I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right, thanks to Bilt Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I'm actually really enjoying eating them. Have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, you are missing out on one of the best tasting Bilt Bars ever. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They are fluffy. They are marshmallowy. They are not just a protein bar. They are a treat. They are covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy cinnamon ichiro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, so good. These are going to be part of your new favorites. All Bilt Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, the Puffs included. Again, 100% real chocolate. Low-calorie, high-protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Go to built.com and scroll down the mac- uh, macro chart. You will be blown away. High protein, low cal, high fiber, low carb. Most built bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which easily has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They are all delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. If they think a flavor might be good, they'll make it. It will be delicious, and it'll be good for you. At Built Bar, they are all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they seem to pull it off every time. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. At built.com. The Cincinnati Bengals, uh, Pete, I think the one thing that was probably impressive and even up into, you know, yesterday, even though they lost, was they found a way, and it's kind of like teams, you know, surviving and advancing in the NCAA tournament, found a way to keep games close, uh, you know, found a way to stick with it till a break came their way late in the game. For the Bengals, the dagger of the day yesterday, Yesterday was, you know, right after the T. Higgins 75-yard touchdown from Burrow to start the second half, and an absolutely fantastic call. Going deep, coming out of halftime is always a great call. Super Bowl, where halftime's maybe 35, almost 40 minutes, it's it's a great call again. You're just trying to see, hey, is everybody amped back up? Is everybody ready to go after such a long layoff? The incredibly terribly missed offensive pass interference call notwithstanding so you get that Stafford comes back throws it to uh Skronik uh, tips off his hand Bengals are in business around the 30 yard line Rams defense you know after giving up the egregious 75 yard touchdown 
uh, is able to clamp up down, hold them to the field goal. That easily could have been the game right there for the Bengals. They were able to turn that around, get another touchdown. Did not happen for them. Um, I think the Rams did a fantastic job in coverage. Um, we cannot talk enough about the pass rush. And look, Joe Burrow got sacked 70, 7-0 times this season. So the fact that you even made it to the Super Bowl is impressive in its face. Um, to think, you know, th- to say the words of this is not sustainable. And everybody knows Pete and I have talked about this for a long time with the Bengals. And it's great that you have Joe Burrow. And it's great that you look like you've got a load, a load of talent at these skill positions. But somebody's got to block. Somebody's got to keep them upright. And at times yesterday, when push came to shove and they really needed it, there wasn't a chance in hell they were stopping anybody from that Rams defensive line from getting in that backfield as many times as they chose. Well, okay, so look, the the Bengals offensive line is bad. Um, I don't think there's any arguing against it. But the problem that the Bengals run into is Joe Burrow has a bad habit of making things worse than they need to be. And some of that is also plays into why he's so good because he holds onto the ball and he makes plays like, but he also holds onto the ball and takes really bad sacks. Um, And there are times where it's just like the offensive line gets crushed, even though they have no chance. Um, Now there's certainly times where like, you know, guys are just getting killed. Like, you know, Aaron Donald just sort of destroying a guy um, to to get in the backfield and make a play or some of the things that happen like that. That's fine. But like late in the game when, you know, the the Rams run a stunt and and Joe Burrow rolls out and somehow Von Miller goes all the way from crashing inside back outside to make the sack. Like one, that's Von Miller being a really good athlete. And two, that's Joe Burrow not getting rid of the ball. Um, There was this weird sort of morbid, relationship between you know the Bengals advancing further in the playoffs and how long until Burrow is going to get killed Uh, because obviously he got sacked what was it eight times against the Titans Um, they lucked out against yeah I don't remember how many against the Raiders Uh, they lucked out and 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 in some ways in the offensive line played really well against the Chiefs and uh, Burrow played better in turn against the chiefs and he only got sacked once and then seven, eight more times uh, against, against the Rams. And, you know, some of that was sort of expected to happen. Um, but there is some question of like, fine, or, or you know, it, let's not, pre- I'm not going to pretend that the Joe Burrow can't grow and get better because that's insane. But if the Bengals do get a better offensive line and this is still a problem, like what's going to happen. And ultimately, you know, you can see a scenario where, you know, he's out of the league pretty quickly. Unfortunately, he's a great quarterback, but, um, you know, 70 sacks in a year is, you know, that's, that's more than Tim couch. That's Andrew luck. Uh, you know, the, the guys you just couldn't stick around because they just got killed David Carr. Um, so like, you know, Joe Burrow is this tremendous quarterback, but how long does it does it last? Now, Joe Burrow was not that good in this game. Um, Joe Burrow is pretty ordinary in this game. Now, they, obviously, they, they got the big touchdown to T. Higgins, which was big, and, and, you know, people argue if that was OPI or not. It was probably OPI. That's 75-year yards. Uh, made a terrific throw to Jamar Chase. Uh to beat Jalen Ramsey on the other side of the field yeah. for like 40 something yards. But then they, 
he predetermined to throw to T Higgins in the red zone on that drive and they have to sell for three. There are a number of other plays where like, you know, Burrow was pretty okay. Uh, wasn't a great night for him and they needed him to be great. And they needed their red zone offense to be on point, but that red zone offense was consistent throughout the playoffs, which was expecting to get them beat far earlier than it did. Um, so, you know, you, you're not going to say, well, Joe Burrow wasn't great in this game. He's not going to be great ever. It's just, for what you know, for any number of reasons, um, he just was okay in this game, but he wasn't, you know, a, a tremendous quarterback in, in, on the biggest stage. Which, you know, it's hard hard to blame him for. Um, what what you can blame the Bengals for is some of the decisions made by Zach Taylor, um, going for short yardage with, um. Out your without Joe Mixon on the field, um, and, and it's weird. It's it, it's an oddly similar dynamic to the ones the Brown, the Browns have, where you know people complain where Nick Chubb's not on the field, um, and and like in this case it was it was Perrin, um, but the problem is Joe Mixon's a much more accomplished pass catcher than a guy like Nick Chubb is. Like he's been pretty good at that aspect of the game. Um, so to to hand him the ball on, you know, what was it, third and two or whatever, uh, that was probably not a great choice. I don't think it was a great choice to run right at Aaron Donald. Um, <laughs> so that part was certainly a little perplexing. Obviously, they 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 failed fourth and one early in the game, and that was entirely a Joe Burrow decision where he screwed up. He seemed to predetermine it was going to Jamar Chase when the ball should have gone that time. It should have gone to Perrine. Uh, on, on the uh, on the flat, he was wide open, um, and they missed that. So, like there there are choices where you can sort of criticize some of the things they were doing. I think both teams um, offensively made a bunch of very bizarre choices. But on, on the flip side, defenses were not going to allow them to make you know go down the field the whole way. Like there was a lot of checking it down. There was a lot of trying to having to accept uh, shorty yardage plays and trying to make the best situation. And and there were times where you saw these two guys move the ball down the field pretty well. Matthew Stafford, I thought, did a really good job on this front. Um, and and the Bengals had a, had a tendency to sort of peter out over the course of the drive. Um, they, they just didn't have the staying power. They're not effective in the red zone. And those are the questions that are going to sort of bother you is like, you know, why didn't – the, the you know that you know, whether it's Zach Taylor or, or the rest of that coaching staff or players you know the red zone is going to bother them both sides of the ball um, you know the Eli Apple had a nightmarish three game series or three play series although you know on one play he gets bowled over uh, trying to grab uh, Cooper Cup who runs through him and sort of drags Eli Apple and catches the ball in the end zone they call a penalty for holding even even though uh, they, they also call a late hit on that um, a, a play where it should have been false start to begin with. Uh, then they come back and Eli Apple just straight doesn't even pretend he's defending the receiver on the sideline, just grabs him. They call DPI on him. And then seemingly afraid to get called for DPI again, then he gives too much space and Cooper Cup catches the, the touchdown pass there. Um, you know, there, there's, there's a lot – with the Bengals where you can point and go, you know, why, why did they do this or, or a particular 
bad decisions or bad performances by guys. Um, you know, I don't think there's any one guy you can put blame on, but certainly I think Zach Taylor is going to eat a lot of it um, just by virtue of the fact that these are issues that just didn't improve all year. Uh, and But in particular, the, the, the decision not to play Mixon was weird because he was largely effective in that game. Like the, he did what they needed him to do for the most part. Uh, and especially when Joe Burrow is sort of, at least slow, you know, I don't gimpy, whatever, um, that he, they ripped off a big run and then took him out. Maybe he was tired. I, you know, I, I, I'm not sure. I mean, we dealt with this with the Browns uh, where Nick Chubb was just gassed. Um, but that decision to have him, uh, you know, Perrine on the field is, is going to be a tough one. Uh, I mean, certainly, you know, some things that didn't make any sense. And, you know, for when Joe Mixon's number was called, it looked like he was getting it done. Um, you know, he ended up throwing the touchdown pass where he was just, you know, running the ball effectively, which was able to set that up. Um, you, you talked about some things that didn't make sense, like the Cooper Cup pass. That was one where it was like a little too cute. And Matthew Stafford, oh, good Lord. I mean, you know, you know, they tried to say, you know, Cup about how he threw it and he was trying to aim it or whatever. Well, you know, you try to aim it when somebody's really not doing anything. But in the same respect, Jesse Bates was right there and may have, you know, destroyed Matthew Stafford, had that ball been on the mark. Um, you know, but for the Bengals, you get there. You get this opportunity, even though you have these deficiencies on the offensive line. And you know, their cornerback play was good at times. It was horrendous at times. Um, you know, when the Bengals were good, it seemed like you know, in one game, it seemed like they got you know decent secondary play, um, or at least I should say cornerback play. Uh, when they were bad and they weren't winning games, uh, their cornerback play suffered and was bad. It was really bad. Um, Eli Apple, a rough night on the field. It looks like it was an even rougher night on social media as he got dragged by, you know, any, I guess, teammate or affiliation he had in the league up until that point, um, you know, but, you know, not it's not like Cooper Cup didn't do this to every single defensive back he faced in the NFL this year. Um, another part of it is, is, you know, maybe get the guy some help. I mean, we're talking about a guy who you know, had over 170 receptions, almost 2,500 yards and a bazillion touchdowns. Um, maybe you should have realized, especially with the Beckham injury, that's where the ball was going. You should have done everything in your power to stop it. But, Pete, the Bengals, this is, you know, look, they got there, all respect to them, but this is a team with still some major things that need to be accomplished. You need to find an offensive line. Uh, maybe you have one there. Maybe you have two. I'm not sure, but you gotta, you've got to certainly find a way to protect Joe Burrow, who is the investment, who is the entire key to the franchise right now. Defensively, they still need playmakers. There's no way around it. They need to upgrade that defense. Um, you know, Reader, Henderson look like players. Uh, you said, of course, Bell's a free agency. Jesse Beats is up for free agency. Um, and now it's time for the Bengals. You know, are you going to be able to, you know, write checks that you normally haven't written in the past? Um, will this season be enough for players, you know, like Jesse Bates to think that he wants to, you know, sign on here for, you know, what on paper will be another four to five years? Interesting to look at it, you know, from that standpoint. Um, but yes, they got there. But I mean, if you're the Ravens and you're thinking Lamar Jackson, you know, comes back to health and comes back to Lamar Jackson next year, I don't think, you know, things are changing as far as the expectations Baltimore feels they can have for their own franchise. The Browns, you get some wide receivers in here. You are able to build this defensive line. And if you saw YP, and if you are ever curious as to why Pete and I talk about defensive line play the way we do, um, you saw a prime example of it last night, certainly from the Rams here. But, you know, I, I, I you know, where you say maybe they won't even make the playoffs next year. I mean, look, the AFC is loaded. We all understand. We all agree with that. 
Um, but I don't want to sound like I'm going that hard on it. But this is still a team that, that has a lot of work to do. And this is kind of what we were inferring when we were talking about that maybe they were here sooner than expected. Well, I, I think the, the Bengals, you, you mentioned some of the players. I mean, look, Chido Ouzier, they've gotten a great deal for two more years. Uh, that was a huge signing for them. He played great this year. DJ Reader, Trey Hendrickson, those guys are under contract. I presume Jesse Bates will be retained. Uh, some of those guys, they may not want to keep, like Eli Apple. Uh, but BJ Hill was on a nothing contract. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen with Larry Ogunjobi there. Those guys are both free agents. Um, there, there, you know, I, Von Bell, I think is going to be a free agent. Um, the offensive line, obviously you mentioned is, is, is going to be a, an overhaul. Um, you know, I, they, they picked Jackson Carmen in the second round. Presumably he's going to have some sort of role in there. Uh, but uh, I, I think Riley Reef is going to be a free agent um, who was there starting right tackle before he got hurt and they were left with Isaiah Prince. Um, they've got issues. Uh, Quentin Spain was okay this year. I, I think he might be a free agent too. I could be wrong about that. Um, but this is the reason where people were sitting there going, like us, we're sitting there going, yeah, Jamar Chase is a phenomenal prospect, but – Maybe there was a you know maybe there were there was some more consideration had to be paid for the offensive line and maybe there's an argument that they don't get here without Jamar Chase and I'm I'm willing to listen to that but uh, I guess the question is and, and you know in sort of a rhetorical sense what was the cost and and we'll see what that ultimately happens if in you know four years Joe Burrow is sort of out of the league or a shell of himself because he's been beaten into the ground. Um, then maybe that will um, be something that gets sort of brought back up. If the Bengals had won the Super Bowl, obviously it, it would have been worth it for them. Um, but if you're looking at this and you're going, you know, what's the future for the Cincinnati Bengals, just the immediate future, and I mean 2022, um, that team, like I said, I, I – I, I think we underestimate just how magical of a ride it was. Their defense was timely every single game. They made big plays. Um, you know, Jesse Bates makes the interception uh, in the end zone. And I, again, it was sort of a shot play. Um, but he makes that interception. They they, they were able to capitalize on the uh, Skoranek tip for an interception. Like, the Bengals made those plays. They got a bunch of big stops and forced punts throughout that, that um, game that – gave them every opportunity. I am, you know, is it going to be as so simple to just do that, run it back and be able to get that type of play again? I, I doubt it. They didn't make many plays on the ball, the entire playoffs. They just happened to intercept basically everyone they touched. So that was a, a really impressive run. Likewise, you know, however you feel about the Browns, the Browns are, are hopefully will be healthier next year. They're still going to be able to continue to add talent. The Ravens were decimated by injuries. They're in a position where they have uh, the ability to – this 2021 I thought was going to be a rebuilding year of sorts for the Ravens. Um, it went a weird direction with all the injuries, but like there are reasons to believe they were taking a step back to take another step forward because they got a bunch of draft picks um, coming – in part because of David Culley being hired and some of the other things they've done. Uh, and they're going to have a little bit of money to work with. 
that could potentially allow them to charge right back to the top of the AFC North, where they were many t- people expected them to finish this year. Uh, the Steelers, at least on talent, might be the worst team in the division, and the worst team in the division might be able to claw their way to a you know a seven and ten mark and be a tough out every week. Uh, so from that standpoint, you know the the, the 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 AFC North could be brutal and come down to the last week. Uh, you could see a, a scenario where three teams make the playoffs next year. You could also see a, t- a scenario where the Bengals miss the playoffs, the Ravens miss the playoffs, or the Browns miss the playoffs because it's just that competitive. Then um, that's just the nature of where, where this league is. And I get there's seven seeds and all that, but um, you know the Chargers didn't make the playoffs this past year, and the Browns didn't make that, the playoffs this past year. Two teams that were seemingly uh, – expected to get far if not you know make it makes noise in the playoffs didn't even make it so um there's just so much that contributed to sort of the bengals finding this perfect situation to take advantage of and and they took it as far as they could um ultimately fell short but they get a lot of credit so i i think it's going to be tough to to immediately go well they're just going to be back and um it's going to be you know it's I, I I think we underestimate how difficult it's going to be uh, to to do this, and teams are going to be more prepared for what the Bengals do. Um, there, you know, Jamar Chase will no longer. I mean, he will presumably be better next year, but he will also be no, no longer be a rookie, and everybody's going to be spending all their time figuring out how they slow him down and sort of letting everybody else uh, cause them their problems. So. I don't want to t- say this, that the Bengals are not a good team. I just think that the Bengals were playing over their heads for quite a while, and they benefited from a, a great spot. But this is how the New York Giants won the Super Bowl when they were the sixth seed. Um, they got hot at the right time and marched their way to the Super Bowl. When going into that, uh, you know, that was the year where, um, you know, they, they pushed all their chips in the middle and all that crap. Um, but it worked. And and so they, they won the Super Bowl and they were a great team. I don't I don't remember what they did the, the next year. I They may not have made the playoffs the following year. It's really difficult to sort of be the losing Super Bowl team and, and get right back into it. No, certainly. And like you said, as far as, you know, th- their road there, um, you know, it seemed improbable. Um, you know, it seems, you know, I don't want to say that they got lucky because, you know, you win all those playoff games. Uh, I don't want to say it's lucky, but, you know, some things bounce the right way. You know, obviously Kansas City playing stupid uh, ball at time. I still go back to Tennessee and trying to feature Derrick Henry, who hadn't played in about nine, ten weeks um, when everything else seemed like it was humming that day. Um, so you got into an incident where you were trying to do that, you know. But, hey, they got there. The question is, you know, can they return? Can they return quickly? Um, but still, the team has got a lot of work to do just along lines with everybody else in the AFC North. We'll get to a couple of final Browns thoughts here, but 100% off-season mode here on Locked On Browns. Pete Smith, along with your host, Jeff Lloyd, for the ride. Football might be over for this season, sadly, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, betonline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn about the trends and action. 
bet online where the game starts. So you look at your Cleveland Browns here now, 100% off-season mode. Major decisions as far as Jadavian Clowney, David Najoku, Austin Hooper, MJ Stewart, certainly a name to monitor for the Cleveland Browns this offseason um, as that could end up creating another hole on this roster in the secondary, in the secondary to compete against the Cincinnati Bengals and a lot of these other teams in the AFC. Uh, you want to hopefully remain as much intact as possible, build off of 2021 uh as we are talking now at this point in a month from now the nfl combine will be over and in the books um we'll be on to the start of free agency pete um it's going to start to get interesting here going to start to get you know interesting here you know pretty quickly um you know for the browns you know monitoring the rehab over the uh, you know offseason of baker mayfield all of that good stuff here uh, but it is off-season mode. Uh, you know, the Browns, the season for 2021 is now in the books. Clean slate for everybody. Time to get to work. Yeah, look, you know, if you watch the entire playoffs, you know, I, 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 there's obviously a ton of focus on what the Browns are going to do to quarterback and more likely what they aren't going to do. But if you watch that, defense and special teams were major contributors in, in the playoffs. And the Browns were god awful at special teams, even worse than they were the year before when they were bad. And their defense is pretty good, and their defense can get better, um, and can has the potential to be special in the way that you saw the Bengals operate so often through, throughout the playoffs, or the Rams throughout a lot of the year, particularly against passing teams and teams that were not named the Forty Niners. Um, but those were critical. They, you know, teams that had a, uh, were able to consistently generate pressure on the quarterback teams. They were able to cause turnovers. Teams they were able to cover. The Browns have the capability to be a really, really good defensive team. Presumably, they're going to keep Jadavian Clowney. Um, they still have Miles Garrett. They still have they have a really talented group of corners with uh, you know Denzel Ward, uh, with Greg Newsom, with Grady Williams with with uh, AJ Green, and then you throw a guy like MJ Stewart as as a, one of the corners slash one of the safeties. You know John Johnson, who had a, a really a, a significantly better second half of the year. Uh, Grant Delpit, who's coming on, like JOK is, is a really talented player who, who played really well early on. Um, injuries are obviously always going to play a huge role, but if the Browns can can improve that side of the ball and uh, stay healthy. Like they are in the conversation to be one of the better defenses in the entire league. Meanwhile, if they were better at special teams, the Browns might have still made the playoffs with everything else that went wrong. Um, kicker and punter are going to be a big focus. I get it, but there are other areas of special teams that were ghastly um, this past year. And then you look at quarterback and, whether that involves Baker Mayfield as your quarterback and simply being healthy and playing like Baker Mayfield has shown capable, the Browns are infinitely better. If it's somebody else who is better or at least as good as Baker Mayfield was in 2020, then the Browns are in a good spot. So, you know, I, I tend to come out of the playoffs and the Super Bowl going, the Browns are not that far away. Uh, there are any number of other people who are more than happy to tell you that the Browns are a mess and everything else. Uh, I, I think they they have – not only do they have the people uh, that, that can run the organization 
correctly. I think they have the right people to act as opposed to react and potentially overreact based on what they've seen. I think they understand where this team is headed and how they can sort of get them to take the next step. And, and there's certainly an element of luck with it. We just saw it with the Bengals run and we saw it with how the Brown season went. Um, but I, but I, I think the Browns are, are, are far closer than people want to give credit. And for whatever your thoughts were on this season, it did end at eight and nine. So even as much as everybody feels like it was a vehicle with all the wheels coming off, somehow, some way, it was eight, you know, eight and nine. Somehow, some way, this team was still relevant in week 17 before kickoff. Um, certainly did not pan out for them in that respect. Um, but uh, we all know the tale there, obviously. Um, we're going to continue here, you know, throughout the weeks, throughout the weeks, come, uh, months coming up here, yeah, um, offseason roster building, you know, following draft prospects, following uh, potential free agents. Um, There's a lot to do. Um, Enjoy this time of the year. Always enjoy this time of the year. So we continue to do it like we always do with Locked on Browns. Make sure you're checking everything out from Pete and the team over at Browns Digest uh, on SI.com. Guys are crushing it, um, putting in the work on the daily, as you guys know. Uh, Make sure you're checking out, you know, for Pete's sake, the podcast between uh, Miss Nicole and Pete. Fantastic weekly listen. So making sure, make sure you have that in your rotation as well. Make sure you're following at underscore Pete Smith underscore myself uh, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, throw a follow over there. The show as well at Locked On Browns. Follow back account. DMs are open on both accounts. As you guys know, this time of year, we're able to take on a lot more listener questions and interaction. So we certainly try to do that and accommodate everybody who makes the time for us every day. Appreciate everybody who listens to Locked On Browns on the daily. Reminder, always free, always available on whatever podcast platform you use. Make sure you're following or subscribed. Leave those five-star ratings and written reviews for us. Do appreciate that a ton. Your 2021 NFL season is in the books. NFL champions, the Los Angeles Rams. See what goes on in L.A. A lot of rumors like there always are with the Super Bowl champions. We'll be here to follow that along. And along with the rest of the NFL, all off season long. And with all that being said, folks, this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go, Browns.